Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Homestand Leafs powered by Sports Interaction, Sportsbook and Casino, your homegrown sportsbook bet local. I'm your host, Albert Vartanian, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Justin Pooney. We'll tell you why the Canucks are going to steam right through the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, on today's show, Groundhog Day is over. The Leafs don't blow a lead for the first time in five games, thanks to Jordan Bean, Sam Kim, and Austin Matthews. What is going on with John Tavares and why the Leafs' lack of secondary scoring could be their biggest issue? I'm Albert Vartanian, he's Justin Pooney, and this is Homestand Leafs. Was it really a hand pass, Justin Pooney? Welcome to the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Hey, listen, the Leafs won. They didn't blow a lead. They, they almost their... did. They almost they did. They almost though. did. They snapped a four-game losing streak uh, against the Calgary Flames. Shout out to Jordan Bean and Sam Kim. We will talk about them later in the show. But Justin Pooney, I know where you want to start. The Leafs win 4-3, but there's no chance that they win this game or even in this game without the one, the only Austin Matthews. Absolutely. Look, this is what superstars do. This is why you get paid the most amount of money in the NHL. He put the team on his back last night. Um, we're going to touch on other players as we, this pod continues, but they don't. you mentioned, Albert, they don't win this game. They don't come close to winning this game. They don't do anything without Austin Matthews. And all three goals individually were great in their own way, right? The first goal was unbelievable. Then he scores in tight. You know, this guy, again, shows you that when – from the blue line in, anywhere and anywhere he is on the ice, he's a threat to score. Um, he's on pace for, what, 71 goals this year? 71 goals, and he's missed, what, a game this year? He's on mm-hmm. So 71 goals in 80 games, right? That's like top 10, I believe, all time in scoring. Pretty incredible. What we're seeing right now is history. Um, and Albert, the, the most important thing is they're not running away with anything in the Leafs. They're fighting tooth and nail every night for to win games individually, but also to even be in a playoff spot. Um when I look at this team and I look at this situation, you have to wonder, is Austin Matthews the clear-cut true MVP? Now, here's the thing. We know the NHL, when you win the when you win the Hart Trophy, it's whoever's got the most points and all that. Austin Matthews is not going to do that. He's only got 16 assists on the season. But think about where this team would be if they don't have Austin Matthews. If they don't have Austin Matthews, Albert, they're not a playoff team. They're below the playoff bar, right? Um, what he is doing in his... And this season, you're seeing him carry this team on his back. And I think we've never really seen that before from him because they've been so good in the regular regular season. But this year, they need him to score 70 goals to win games. And I think that is what's truly, truly impressive about Austin Matthews, that the team needs him. And like life and death, needs him like life and death to survive to win games. They didn't play a very good game last night. And I know you want to touch on the first period. The first period, they go off to a horrible Horrible start, and then what happens? Lindholm goes on a Lindholm goes on a breakaway, hits the post. What happens right after the puck goes down to the other end? Matthews scores. The whole game changes. Four unanswered goals for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Awesome, Matthews. Twenty-three goals in twenty-one games. That's his fourth hat trick of the season. Less than ninety goals to take over top spot as Leafs all-time yep. goal scorer. This is the pace that this is got. This guy is on. This is a center who scores at this clip. I mean, it's pretty incredible what we're seeing. Uh, we've been talking about all year. You even mentioned that you enjoy it. 
seeing Austin Matthews play, despite playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> that alone tells you how great Austin Matthews is. But how important is he to this team? You touched on it in the first period. Without that goal, they go in to the dressing room in the, in the first intermission down two zip, and that first period was so poor. It was so poor. But you mentioned, listen, um, where would they be without Austin Matthews? So I did a little bit of math. Oh, wow. And I hate math. I'm horrible at math. I didn't go to Kumon like you, Justin Cooney. <laughs> but I was breaking it down. So I'm looking at Austin Matthews' uh, goals for the Leafs and the percentage of, of the goals that he scored for the team. He scored 24% of the Leafs' goals. And if you look at some other players, some other stars in the league are doing well. You look at Tampa Bay, right? Kucherov, 18%. Still pretty high. Vancouver, Brock Besser, 16%. Colorado, Rantanen, 14%. Panarin on the Rangers, 18%. Florida, Reinhardt, 23%. So that's the closest to Austin Matthews. You take those goals out, and obviously if he wasn't there, you're going to get scoring from somewhere else. Are you going to get this type of productivity? Probably not. And you're right. I mean, you take those goals out, they're not in a playoff spot, right? So what he's doing for this team is incredible, and it's really unfortunate. I thought about this last night. It looks like Austin Matthews is going to have the best season of his career so far. The same season where the Toronto Maple Leafs have their worst season under Sheldon Keefe. Yeah, that's no. the unfortunate part about what's happening here. And you're thinking about even leaks are coming out now that the front office is coming to realization that this team is just not built to win this year. Um, there's a quote from Elliot Friedman's uh, 32 Thoughts podcast. It just came out this morning, right. uh, and it says. I th- and this is Friedman, excuse me. I think Toronto is thinking bigger picture. I don't think this is about this year anymore. I think they're thinking about where they are going. I really wonder if deep down that as an organization, they're saying we are not good enough to win this year. Um, and it'll continue saying that we are resetting and reshaping our roster and we're going to do that. So, Albert, you just mentioned it. This guy is going to score 70 goals or on pace to score 70 goals this year. Um He's deserves to win his second hard trophy this year, I think. I believe what he's doing and carrying this team. But the fact that we're hearing leaks that this team could just consider punting the season. And yeah, we'll make the playoffs, but we don't really tr- consider ourselves a true contender. Mm. You're wasting prime years of Austin Matthews' career. And that's doing him a disservice, Albert. And you owe it to a guy like that who is playing, quite frankly, the best hockey of his career right now. You owe it to him to try to win. Not only... I get it. He just signed his new deal. Nylander signed his new deal. But that doesn't mean you let the foot off the gas pedal. you got to continue to build this roster. You made the bet of committing to those two guys. You're going to probably commit to Mitch Marner as well. We hope not. But um, you have to continue to push forward to win a Stanley Cup. You can't waste a prime career like this like Austin Matthews. And again, last night was another example of the fact that you have a guy who's doing everything he can to help this team win. You owe it to him to build around them and figure out ways to push to push for a playoff run. Excuse me. I mean, look at what Matthews just did last night. He got hats thrown on the ice at a different barn. He got MVP chance. You would have got any leaf. Any leaf would have got that. Any leaf would have got that. Uh, but back to that Friedman, um, that, that quote from yeah. 32 Thoughts. We are filming this on a Friday uh, early afternoon. Yeah. Early afternoon. That just came out. Maybe the Leafs front office is starting to see what we're seeing, what Leafs fans are seeing. Realistically, no, seriously, Justin, at the deadline, what could the Leafs possibly do to convince you that, oh, okay, now they're a Stanley Cup contender? There's not one move. There's there's nothing they can do, right? There's nothing that they can do. So we talked about this at the beginning of the Mm -hmm. season when when Tree Living was hired. We're like, maybe there's a chance he looks at this season as a one-off. 
and really starts going the season after when, you know, he signed Willie Nylander, makes a decision on Mitch Marner. Mm -hmm. You got Tavares on his last year. You got a bunch of players coming off the books, and now you're going to have a lot more money to play with. It's interesting. I think after reading those comments, does that mean that Marner and Tavares are out of the picture and that Tree Living doesn't really see them as the two guys he wants to build upon? Look, you signed Nylander. You signed Matthews. Do you just build around those two guys and kind of fill out the rest of your roster with other players? Is that that's the not way? so bad. It, again, that's not a bad thing. If you let Nylander, sorry, Marner walk and you let Tavares walk, that's $22 million in cap space right there. You can do a whole lot of stuff that you can get, you know, three, $6 million guys and maybe a four or $5 million. But guy. that's still, you're still next season. You have those guys. In the exactly books. what I'm saying. But then again, maybe does Bradtree living get proactive and try to, this offseason to take those guys off the books. Because, look, Bradtree Living is a guy who even this week said he's not big in making deals at the deadline. He believes that building a team happens in the summertime, right? Um, so I don't think the Leafs are going to do much. They can't really do much. Yeah, they can tinker around with the bottom half of their defense core and tinker with the, the bottom half of their forward crew. But to make an immediate impact and to bring in a big-ticket player, um, I don't see that happening in the immediate future. That's something that's going to happen in the offseason. Um Again, I just think what we saw last night, this team was did not play very good. Uh, if it wasn't for Austin Matthews' heroics, uh, this team would have lost its fifth straight game, right? Um, so I think it's unfortunate for Austin Matthews' sake that this year is going to be a, a punted year. Yeah. Um, but that's just how it goes with Bradford living at a new at a new um, front office staff. They want to assess and bring in their own people, right? Maybe that's what this that's exactly you said. That's what this year is. This year was for Brad for Bradford living to get his feet to the ground, see what everything's like, see how this organization is run, and where can I point pinpoint things that need to be changed. And whether it's on ice or in the front office or the behind the bench, um, there definitely will be changes made going forward. There needs to be some better decisions on Tree Living's part in terms of signings. Because if you look at the list, not great so <laughs> whoa, far. Klingberg, like Reeves, Dolby, Bertuzzi haven't been as advertised is what I want to say. Last month you were like, ah, Brad Tree Living, those young, those smaller pieces. Yeah, th- listen, I'm not saying they were all okay. bad. Okay. Benoit, Lagason, Martin Jones, God, taking Samson off to arbitration. Yeah. Right? And I'm still waiting to see with Bertuzzi. He's not playing that well points-wise, but he's a playoff guy. Uh, just quickly, before we end this block, I, I want to go back to the first period. Ellie, can you run the clip here of Sheldon Keefe? This was on Wednesday. They had a skate, and uh, he was asked some questions about the team, and he had a, a specific comment that really stood out. Play the clip. And then the other part of it, as I'm trying to work through as a coach, is to figure out with all the new players we have, whether it's forward or defense, who who are we going to rely on in those moments? Who's going to go out and get the job done? And uh, you know, despite the fact we're through, you know, through the halfway point of the season here now, uh, 42 games in, uh, I still have a lot of questions, quite honestly, about who who is going to go out and and, and we can say is for certain he's going to get the job done for us. To me, it's a little bit inconsistent throughout the group, and I would put TJ in that in that category. So for about I don't know the 30th time in one week Sheldon Keefe calls out the players once again and they start off that first period the way that they did maybe one of the worst first periods I've seen by them this season if it wasn't for Austin Matthews and scoring that beauty goal they go into the intermission and it's trouble but what concerns me again it's like they're not (laughs) listening to the coach he just said I don't know who to trust I don't know who to trust core four Brody I mean that conversation started with Brody and he Mm -hmm. transitioned into the rest of the team but the coach calls you out again. You come out flat in the first period on the road after blowing another lead. This is just a concerning trend. This is a trend that I'm looking at is the fact that these players just do not want to listen to this guy. And Matthews realized yesterday, 
I got to pick up the slack or nothing's going to happen here. So, I mean, kudos to Matthews for doing what he mm. does. But the rest of the team in that first period were absolutely poor. And Brody, again, had another rough game. Well, Sheldon keeps with these guys every day. He knows this group better than anybody else, better than you and I, better than well, any other podcast out there. Although I want to give us a pat on the back because, like you mentioned it, we foresaw that this team was not good enough to win, and now it's finally coming to fruition. That's why you listen to Homestand Leafs. We it's think a bit of a sad pat on the back, though. You know, it's we not, think it's not about a very future, man. We're sweet. Hey, two smart minds like you. That's why you listen to Homestand Leafs. Right? Wow, smart. Yeah. We're smart. But Sheldon Keith. He's a smart guy, too. He's a smart hockey guy, right? He is, yeah. He is. He sees this team. He sees the, the cards he was dealt this year. Uh, he knows that this team isn't his best team he's had in Toronto, right? In fact, it could be its worst team that he's had since his tenure in Toronto, right? Yes, you have the t- upfront guys, the big-ticket guys, but after that, it, the cliff is pretty steep, Albert, on how far it falls. Yeah. Um, and when he talks about trust, I absolutely agree with him. Other than Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner occasionally, who can you really trust? Morgan Riley, right? Other than other than maybe those three players and Martin Jones recently, you can't trust anybody else on the roster. You, it, it, there's no. If I was in his space in his position as well, I would feel the exact same way. There's no way that I would have any faith in running out guys like Brody and again the young the 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 spare parts that have been playing very well. The misfits, as I call them, uh, have been doing great. But you can't trust them. No. You can't trust John Tavares. You can't trust Oof. William Nylander when up and is up and down um, swings. You can't trust Bertuzzi, Domi, all these guys, right? It's just you can't. And I, I fully, fully support him on that because for what, if you're watching the product on the ice, you can see what he's saying. It's true. Yeah, let's take a quick break, and I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the secondary scoring on this team. It's a real issue. I got some numbers here that are absolutely glaring. And Justin wants to talk about John Tavares. And I foresee, I foresee... Another Justin Pooney rant. Stay tuned. Homestand Leafs is powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book featuring custom same-game parlays and prop bets you won't find anywhere else. So why bet with one of those American companies that don't know anything about your teams, players, or games that matter to you? Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book. Bet local. All right, Justin Pooney. John Tavares. Zero points in his last six games. The floor is yours, Mr. Pooney. Albert Vartanian, how much does John Tavares make a year? $11 million. What letter is on his jersey? C. Right. Uh, and when we talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs, isn't generally the captain supposed to be at the forefront of the praise and uh, should be answering the bell when the losing happens as well? Yeah. Uh, does John Tavares get a lot of the blame? Does he get a deserving amount of blame? Mm, I would say yes. Recently, no. yes. No. Recently, John, he's been getting some no. stick. Does John Tavares have a top 10 cap hit in the NHL? Yes. Does John Tavares' production need to match what he's getting paid? Yeah. Right. So, thank you. Last night, John Tavares, a minus two, was the only impact he had on the stat sheet last night, Albert. Uh, the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs once again was a no-show. Watching this game, you expect a guy who makes 11 freaking million dollars to make an impact. At least, I want to visually... You just have to... Maybe not even the score. I just have to see him on the screen. I don't see this guy ever. He just slides in around. You never really notice him whatsoever. John Tavares makes all that money. The production's not there. He's on pace for 65 hollow-ass points once again this season, Albert. Um, Sheldon Keefe, Saturday night in Vancouver. If you want to send a message to your captain to get them to score, park his ass in the press box. John Tavares cannot... 
You need something out of this guy if you want to do it. We just talked about how this team is a mediocre team. Well, John Tavares' lack of production is a point of reference for mediocrity. He's making all that money. He can't. He has to play better. And I'm sick and tired of hearing about, oh, he might be a good locker room guy. Oh, he's the captain. He's got all this stuff on his shoulders. Nah. If Austin Matthews can put the team on his back and carry the load, why can't John Tavares help out a little bit? I don't understand this, Albert. He is the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs and gets no blame whatsoever. He gets no accountability placed on him. He's done nothing for this team. And I'm talking about years previous too. What is John Tavares? What's John Tavares' shining moment other than scoring the, the, the series-winning goal against Tampa Bay? I don't know anything. He's never laid out a big body check. He's never given, you know, gone in front of the media and really held accountability. It's the same old tired-ass cliches all the time. He doesn't really produce as an elite level, but he sure doesn't mind getting paid 11 sheets a year, right? Albert, Sheldon Keefe, listen to me. Bench John Tavares for a game, at least. Bench him. Maybe that will get him going. He just looks like he's stuck in the mud the whole time. He's not fast enough. He doesn't have... The, I don't see any passion or any desire from him at all. I just see a guy who's coasting around, stuck in the mud. And as a captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, a guy who's making that much money, you cannot have that. You must bench John Tavares. I don't think he'll bench him for an entire game because there, who else are you going to put in there? There's no one you're going to put in there. Maybe bench him for a period or something like that. And I'm not here for moral victories, but I will say I thought he had a really strong game against Calgary. And he was unlucky not to score. He got robbed on one of his chances late in the game. He has 10 shots over his last two games. But again, I'm not here for moral victories. It's all about production. And mm -hmm. the production isn't there. And you're absolutely right. If you look at his last, what, one, two, three, four, five games, minus two, minus two, minus two, minus two, minus one. I mean, that's, that's pretty poor. That's pretty poor from your captain in a time where your team really needs you. And we saw a player like Austin Matthews who you can make the case that he, you can throw the C on that guy because he, he really should. doesn't get rattled in front of the media. Uh, his performances don't dip as much. I mean, at times he does go through some stretches, but for the most part, he's able to do what he did last night and put the team on his back. Do we see that from John Tavares? No. Um, if he wasn't, if John Tavares wasn't making 11 million, we're probably not even having this discussion no. right now. If he's making six million dollars right that's now, the, and he's on pace to get 65 it, points, listen, that's very good. John Tavares needs to be better, and I believe he will get better throughout this season. He's going through a rough patch. He started off the season really well. Let's not forget that. But this leads into what I want to talk about with the secondary scoring. Recently, has been so bad. So if you look at Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, William Nylander, Morgan Riley, and you got to throw Yarncrook in there. That they account for 69% of the Leafs production offensively. That's yeah. high. That's pretty high for just a, you know a few players. Over the last six games, like I mentioned, John Tavares has zero points in six games. Tyler Bertuzzi one point in his last six. Max Domi one point in his last seven. Yarncroke, who I just praised, who I thought was excellent last night, and I think he deserves a shot back on the first line. Two points in his last 12. Matthew Nice three points in his last nine. William Nylander hasn't scored since his contract was signed. Uh, <laughs> the secondary scoring is a big problem for this Leafs team. Yeah, we can go on about goaltending. We can go on about how much the core four is making. We can go on about how poor the defense has been and why TJ Brody forgot how to clear pucks from his own. I don't understand that. I don't want to brag on TJ Brody, but he was bad again last night. But the secondary scoring is a real issue. Listen, in the regular season and in the playoffs, if you're not getting scoring from your second, third, and fourth lines, you're not winning anything. Your stars can only take you so far. Matthews can only do that for so many games. Listen, he put the team on his back last night, scored that hat trick, could have had more, and the Leafs almost lost that game. They almost gave the game away. 
if it wasn't for Jordan Bean and Sam Kim, we all know their names now, the video guys for the Toronto Maple Leafs, I have a feeling that the Calgary Flames probably would have won that game. It got that hand close. pass, which we can wasn't talk a, about, that was wasn't a hand pass. I don't know if it was or it wasn't, the, the but it was a great it was a great call, and they needed that. Yeah. They needed that to win the game. The, and I will say, after that, defensively, for that short period of time, it was probably the best I've seen them hold a lead in a long time this season. But with that said, they needed that to happen, and a lot of that's because they're not getting other production from from the other players. It's it's just that's a real issue. At the deadline, you want to focus on defense, you want to focus on goaltending, but you're like. Man, we need some scorers up and down this lineup. You know, Matthew Nyes is taking a dip, which we predicted as well. He's a rookie. You know, he's good on the top line, but there's going to be stretches where he's still getting used to this league and he's still adapting to the NHL. He's still adapting to Sheldon Keefe's system. Mm -hmm. They need secondary scoring, and it probably starts with with John Tavares. Absolutely, it starts with him. And then also, shout out to Max Domi. Four goals this year. Tyler Bertuzzi, what have you done for me lately? Nothing. It's, yeah, it's not right? great. Tyler Bertuzzi's up on pace to get 36 points and 11 goals. And what are they making? Accounting for what? A little bit almost under, around 12 million on the cap right now? Yeah, about that, yeah. Like, those two have been horrible. John Tavares, at least he's producing. It's no, just, I won't go as far as horrible. But production-wise, like points-wise, yes. Yes. But, I mean, they're making plays. They're you're, doing things that don't show up on the score You're talking sheet. about secondary scoring, right? Right. That's what they need from those two guys. They need that. Matthew Nyes, I think he can get a pass because, again, it's his first full season. You're going to see dips in that. But Tavares, Bertuzzi, Domi yeah. have to be better. If this team wants to turn around from being mediocre to being a good team, you have to get production from those guys because your defense core is going to give you no scoring whatsoever. None. Yeah. You cannot rely on that. It's eliminated from the yeah, equation. Yeah, right now they're right about just, just below middle of the pack in terms of offense from their blue exactly. line. Exactly. But I wouldn't expect nothing from those guys right there. You need those three guys I just mentioned to start scoring because Albert, if they make the playoffs, which is still in the air, but let's say they do, right? In a first round series, you know every te- any team is going to stack up and do whatever they can to stop Austin. And Matthews and be like, okay, we're going to eliminate him from the game plan, but the rest of your guys, let's see if they can lead you to victory. And right now, Albert, I have zero faith that any of those guys can step up when it matters the most and help out the team because we have not seen it at all this season. The conversation in the playoffs was scoring, was an issue, yeah. and secondary scoring. So it's continued. Same but issue. I, you know, I see what Bradtree Living was trying to do. You bring in two guys to help that, and that hasn't been the case. And, nope. and Bertuzzi and Domi need to be better. But when it comes to the playoffs, I mean, it, it might be a bit iffy. They have the Red Wings and Tampa behind them in the same division. They can still finish in a wild card or top three in the division. Are you really worried about the Capitals? Maybe Pittsburgh. So, I mean, there's a bit of a cushion there that the Leafs are a much better team, I think, than some of these other teams below them. But, yeah, it, it's going to be tight. Okay, we're running tight on time. Uh, you wanted to touch on Martin Jones, which I think we should. I feel like he's yeah. not getting the praise he deserves. Absolutely. And I think people have a bit of amnesia and forget that this guy's a third stringer and had yet another good game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And if it wasn't for him, just as much as Austin Matthews, mm. they'd probably lose this game. Yeah, look, he let three three goals in on 26 shots. And they whatever. weren't even that bad. They were hey, one, the one went off Lilgren's uh, skate. One that was a really nice deflection in front of the net. Um, Martin Jones, I'm going to because we run up close on time. Yeah, yeah. Give him his flowers. He's been the backbone of this team. He's been a guy who's been sturdy, calm, cool, and collected. And that's exactly what you need from a starting goaltender in the NHL. Uh, he's not going to make sexy saves, the flashy saves, and all of that. But what he does is gives you stability in the crease. And that's for a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs that have so much going on in front of yeah, them. No to have a, a beacon of stability back there in the crease is a great thing to have. So Martin Jones... Nine, bravo. 9-5-1, nine, two shutouts, 920 save percentage, yeah. 2.4 goals against. 
Uh, that's pretty good. Who else do we want to touch on here? Mitch Marner. Uh, we kind of went in on Mitch Marner after those comments, as most people did, because, I mean, to be honest, it didn't sound like a leader. <laughs> it sounded a bit childish. And from a guy who probably should know this market, he's a veteran in that locker room, you'd expect better from him. With that said, I thought last night he was excellent. I want to say this. When I was watching the game, six on five, five on four, five on three, four on four, four on three, I don't think there's many better players in the league with that much space mm-hmm. on the ice than Mitch Marner. Yeah, for is sure. Is that fair to say, Justin? Absolutely. Like yeah. when when he has time to maneuver and make passes and make plays, he really is one of the best in the league. And I wish he was able to do that for the Toronto Maple Leafs in 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 crunch time, in moments that matter, at full strength in the playoffs when the when the ice shrinks. If he was able to play that same way, you're looking at one of the best players in the league. But I think last night he was great. You see what he how he played last night, and you wish you could have that all the time. But that's again the mentality. Mitch Martin doesn't have a winning mentality. But he did respond. Listen, he, he came responded. out. He's like, I'm pissed he, off. Look, we're we're playing great yeah. hockey, which is crazy for him to say that. But he could have laid an egg, and he didn't. So what? You did it once. Show me for a more profound period of time. Uh, do you got any? I'm looking. Yeah, I honestly I have so many notes. I don't know where to begin here. I think we touched on everything. Jordan Bean. We haven't touched touched on the game tomorrow, but that's coming up. Yeah, we'll come up. Uh, just quickly, Jordan Bean and Sam Kim once again. Four for four this season on challenges. 17 for 18 in the Keefe era. And you can talk about whether it was a hand pass or not. They saw it. They spotted it when no one else did. Changed the game. Leafs won. Okay, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll talk about the Vancouver game coming up on Saturday. We'll also play some of your listener messages. We got a bunch today, so we'll play them after the break. It's time for Burton Pooney's Bankroll Booster, powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sportsbook. Bet local. All right, Pooney, it is the Pooney Vartanian Derby in the NHL this Saturday, going down in British Columbia, Vancouver. It's the Leafs. It's the Canucks. Hockey night in Canada, Pooney. Right now in Sports Interaction, the Leafs. Plus 100 road dogs, the Canucks. Minus 120 favorites to total. Is that six and a half? Which way are you leaning, Pooney? And I think I know the answer. Puck line, money line, Leaf fans must be doing lines. If they think the Leafs are going to come to Vancouver and beat the NHL's best team, take the Canucks puck line, take the Canucks money line, take the overall goals. You think the Leafs are, are going to go into Vancouver against the lotto line, the best line in hockey, and beat the Canucks? You are out of your damn mind. That's a good promo. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Wait, that's, that's a really it. that's a shoot promo. Great cut. <laughs> uh, listen, I can't argue. I don't think this Leafs team right now is gonna go into Vancouver and beat this Canucks team. They've been fantastic. They did slap them around at home. I must say, the Leafs did beat the Canucks at home. I know you got Zadorov now, and you're tweeting at me. Hey, you can see Mo Benoit do this. I want to see Zadorov and Benoit go toe to toe. Dummy him. Zadorov would probably. Win. Benoit, listen, Benoit will fight anybody. Okay, good. Doesn't mean he's gonna win. Zadorov, I saw that fight the other Shout night. Pu- punching, punching buddy in the back of the Boston head, cheap shot. And then what afterwards in the box? I just beat the you-know-what out of him. Yeah, it's right? easy to talk after, right? Dakota Joshua, career high, 12 goals, right? Go. Brock Besser is on fire, JT Miller. The all-star games are on the corner. That's going to be a Canucks scrimmage. We know that the Canucks, Canucks are, are 27-0-1 right. this season when leading after two periods, Albert. So you know if they get a lead going to the third period, unlike the Leafs, they don't choke them. They close teams out. 
right? So that's why the Canucks are going to win. You know that building is going to be electric. I'm already fired up for the game. The Canucks are going to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs and beat them handily tomorrow night from Rogers Arena. Um, I'm on the total over six and a half. I think is listen. That's going to be a non-issue for these teams who can score the most in the NHL. Minus 125. You like the the money line and the puck line. By the way, minus one and a half yeah. for for the Canucks is empty plus 185. Maybe empty net goal or maybe it's a three goal win. Yeah, who knows? It should be a comfortable win, honestly, for the Canucks. See, I know you're, you're, trying do, you're trying to dumb me down. Your I'm not trying to dumb it down. Okay, and the okay. Leafs, listen, that's their first game of a back to back. They got Seattle the next night, so. All right. We'll see. Martin Jones expected to start. Demko's expected mm-hmm. to start. I highly doubt we'll see Samson off against the Canucks. I think we'll see him against if the Kraken. see Samson off, his jock straps could be on top of Gross Mountain. It'd be nice to Samson off, man. He had a good game. He's bouncing back. Okay. He's getting some confidence back. <laughs> Don't be so hurtful. All right. That's uh, Burton Pooney's Bankroll Booster, powered by Sports Interaction. Your homegrown sportsbook. Bet local. Nice. Okay, let's get to some uh, listener messages. Uh, Ellie, producer Ellie, you can drop it whenever you want. Hey guys, I got a bit of a two-parter for you here. Uh, Austin Matthews with another hat-trick last night against the Flames. Uh, do you think he'll overtake Matt Sundin for the most goals and points as a Maple Leaf? Uh, do you think Marner will get there first? And uh, do you think uh, Austin Matthews will be the greatest Leaf player of all time uh, once his career is done? Let me know. Thanks. All right. Thanks for the thanks for the voice message, thanks, my man. friend. Uh, do you want to take this first? Okay, we'll go. Is Austin Matthews going to end his career as the greatest Leaf of all time? Albert, if Austin Matthews continues on this clip that he's on right now, and if this is a big, 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 big if, if Austin Matthews wins a Stanley Cup Mm -hmm. and continues on this trajectory, he's not only the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time, he's the greatest athlete in Toronto sports history. Ooh, that's a big Forget anybody, whoever played for the Jays, Joe Carter... Uh, I don't know, Ricky Henderson played for the Jays, Roberto Alomar, uh, Jose Batista, Josh Donaldson, whoever. (laughs) Forget Kawhi Leonard. Kyle Lowry is in the dustpan behind that. Forget that. Forget Dave Keon, Matt Sundin, Sittler, your boy Wendell, Dougie Gilmore. Forget all of them. Forget, you know, uh, Sebastian Giovinco, Dwayne DiRosario, whoever the hell played for the Argonauts. If Austin Matthews wins the Stanley Cup, he is the greatest athlete in Toronto history. Yeah. He's going to be the greatest Leaf of all time. There's no question about that already. Forget it. Matt Sundin, Sittler, all those guys. Matthews will be the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time. For what he's doing in the most difficult era to play in, Austin Matthews will be the greatest um, Toronto Maple Leaf of all time. I think he's at, what, 596 points right now in his career. I think uh, Matt Sundin's the leader at 987, I believe. Uh, he'll pass that, no problem. He's already on pace to be the leading goal scorer of all time. He'll pass it all. Yeah. It's it's a given. Austin Matthews will be the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf. Listen, all it time. takes is a cup, one cup, yeah. and that whole team is known as the greatest Leaf team of all time. That's how it's probably going to go down. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the goals, so Sundin's got 420, Matthews has 336. That's an 84 goal difference. That's nothing. <laughs> By like, this contract, he's going to he's going to blow yeah. it out of the water. I mean, he's probably going to go down not only as one of the greatest goal scorers for the Toronto Maple Leafs, maybe one of the greatest goal scorers the game has ever seen. Let's yeah. be completely honest. Thank you for that message. Let's roll another one, Ellie. Hey, Albert, who would you make a move for if you're the Leafs GM? Uh, would you would you get a couple uh, defensemen, or what What would you do here? Because uh, the defense is fucking terrible. My fucking dogs would play better defense than these guys. It's a joke. Come on. You know... It got to be better than this. So, curious what trades you would make as well. 
All right, we apologize for the language there. Is that a Tony Soprano's right hand man right there? I don't know. It's not right like a there? Boston accent. Yeah. Um, what trades would I make if I was the GM? Well, from what we're hearing, we talked about earlier in the show, maybe mm-hmm. no trades are going to happen at all. When it comes to the defense, okay, again, what do they need? They need another top pairing guy. They probably need two top four guys. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably set in the third pairing and seven and eight guy department. Let's be honest. They have those yeah. players. You just need some some better players to log minutes and – Unfortunately, that's going to come with a cost. I don't know if that the Tree Living and Shanahan are willing to pay that cost at the moment. Yeah, I think like I mentioned earlier, Brad Tree Living's not really a big trade deadline guy. I don't think maybe a minor move here or there, but I don't see much from the Leafs at the deadline at all. Yeah, I don't expect it either. Maybe a defenseman. Maybe. I could possibly a defenseman, but we talked about it. They need secondary scoring. Mm-hmm. Tree Living's got to do something. He can't just stand pat. I know even if he wants to punt the season, quote-unquote, um, he's got to do something. Okay, next one, Ellie. Okay, thank God yesterday we win the game against the Calgary Flames. But the games before that, I don't see the Leafs out there playing like with their heart. As a, as a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, all I want to see is the Leafs play hard, go to the boards, sacrifice your body, play with your heart, not with your quarai. Is bullshit. Every game, every game, I drink six, seven, eight cases of Coca-Cola. My diabetes go high. My wife yell at me the whole time I eat, drink. She says to me, "Please, don't, don't watch the game no more. It's gonna give you high blood pressure. Diabetes gonna be no gain." But I still give it. It's like my family, you know. Every day is I I I believe, I believe the Leafs, but we need to see the Leafs with some heart. Play hard. Play sacrifice the body. If you're gonna lose the game, show us what you guys how you feel to play in the Maple Leafs. But uh, I hope we change it, turn it around. We need you know defense. The goalie's okay. The forwards sometimes they come, they don't come. Nylander get the contract. Now that he, you don't hear his name on the game in the in the game now. He made his money. Now he's he's done. And Juan Tavares, uh, you know, he has to go home. Juan Tavares I'm has glad, to go. I'm glad home. he sees the same. Uh, he does. as me about John Tavares. Uh, don't drink 78 cases of Coca-Cola. That's a lot game. of Coca-Cola, yeah, dude. I usually get on your case for Coca-Cola. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, that's a lot of Coca-Cola-ish. There's a lot to unpack there once again. There is a lot. I mean, I think once again, and thanks for the message. That's one of our uh, <laughs> one of our favorites. Um, What's his name again? I, don't, I think it's Coca-Cola Joe. Coca-Cola I don't know. Joe, yeah. Um, yeah, listen, most Leaf fans feel that way. They just want this team to win. Play hard. They just want this yeah. team to win. And, like, you go back to Mitch Marner's post-game stuff the other night that we ripped on. Mm-hmm. I think all he really needed to do was just try. You got to try and appease the fan base yeah. a little bit, right? Be upset. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna be better. We're not good enough, but we're gonna be better. Instead of saying, "Oh, we're great, everything is great," and it's the mm-hmm. outside noise, fans just want this team to play hard. They don't yeah. care what happens. Play hard and win. That's all they want. They don't want all the outside noise. Fans respect players that give it their all, and with this team, the- especially in Toronto, that's yeah. all they want. Look I- at the look at the favorites in this city: Doug Gilmore, Wendell Clark. That tells you everything. Two guys who offensively can bring you that production, 
But they'll battle. Not as much as Trevor Lynn did. The guys, okay, here we go, Trevor Lynn. The guys you want to go to war with, I was just talking about in the last podcast. None of these guys on this team I'd want to go to war with outside of Simon Benoit and Mark Giordano because those guys really give it their all every single game. Yeah. That's what Leafs fans want. Like, if Marta goes out there and slashes someone across the head for touching Matthews, one of their well, players. Okay, well, let's, we're not condoning I, that. I'm not, but I'm just making an example. Leafs fans would love that. They would love to see that type of fight. And unfortunately, they're not getting it, and that's why you get frustrated fans. Well, they're going to have to put up a big fight in Vancouver if they want to get a dub because the Canucks are rolling. All right, well, that's definitely the end of the show. That's it from us here at Home Stand Leafs. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, we drop new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can find us anywhere you download your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Five stars, please. That will make Justin a very happy man. Also, if you want to send in a question, either through an email or voice message, send them to Leafs at homestandsports.com. We'll read your questions, concerns, or insults on our Friday episodes. The email, again, is leafs at homestandsports.com. For Justin Pooney, I'm Albert Vartanian, and this has been Homestand Leaps.